Ruffle After Dark Week 5. I feel like I'm on DSL this week. I haven't had any issues thus far. KT, welcome back. Week 6, right? What did I say? Week 5. I wish I wish I could have a redo of Week 5. I'll tell you that. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> wow, we're off to a hot start. I'm um, looking at the Week 5 uh, scoreboard, jumping the shark. It is, yes, the Week 6 preview. Um, we're, Fuck it, we'll do it live. Oh, demonetized. Uh, um, uh, yeah, it's definitely a week six preview. We're five weeks in the past now. Um, you had a rough one. Um, not going to lie, I'm still KT, not over it. KT, are, are you okay? What can we do for you? Uh, you know, emotionally. Oh, man. I, uh, hashtag still not okay. Um, yeah, no, it's when I text, I get texted you, what was it Sunday night or whatever, that the two worst ruffle losses I've had in the history of the ruffle have both come at the hands of Jimmy and I'm just beyond myself right now. That first one was like, I think it was like week, like season two, maybe something like that, where it was like week three, um, Week three, week four, something like that, where Casey was playing. They kicked a field goal with, like, they call the time with, like, eight seconds left to kick a game-winning field goal. Freaking Andy Reid called it with eight seconds left instead of, like, most teams where they do with, like, three seconds. So you kick a field goal, you win it, ha-ha, everybody leaves the field, right? No, they had to kick it, and so they had to do a kickoff with, like, three seconds left. And Jimmy had the... KC defense, I was up by like four points. I'm like, sweet, go into the kickoff. Game's over, I should win, right? Nope. Checking, I can't remember who they were playing. They do that stupid lateral bullshit and ended up fumbling the ball. And instead of just falling on it, the KC defensive player picked it up and ran it in for a touchdown and ended up losing. Like, between that one and T. Higgins getting a zero. Uh, yeah. So, anyways. You know, Jimmy's got some shitty luck in this league, but against you, he's like fucking – I think I mentioned uh, one of the potential names on Monday was like Jimmy Impromptu Vegas Trip might be yes. a might be a name. Um, yeah, that was fairly incredible. I didn't – like I literally like didn't really pay attention much um, to Monday Night Football because of my, all my game. My game was done. Sunday Night Football, you mean? And, or, uh, sorry, it's Sunday Night Football. Like, um, I got my points, and I was like, um, all right, we're good. I um, wasn't really paying attention to your score. I was paying attention to mine. And um, I was like, oh, you know, KT's right there. He's got it. Like, high-scoring game, but poor Jimmy. He's going to get 135 dropped on him again. And then I went to bed, and I woke up to, like, a text message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I looked and I was like, oh, oh no, oh no. Like That's Dave and I were right there, man. Yeah, Dave and I were texting a little bit during the day. He's like, you got this, no worries. Like, but he he told me later that he hadn't really even checked the scores. And then going into Sunday night, he looked and was like, holy crap! Like he didn't think it was as close as it was, but where he was like, two points, T Higgins, you know, one catch for 15 yards, it's done because I had the tiebreaker, right? 
And I texted Jimmy before the game. I'm like, what's going to happen is T. Higgins is going to aggravate his ankle and he's going to get zero catches, right? Well, literally, like, literally did I know, not know that he would even get a, a target. Like, Clairvoyant. Targets. Yeah, I, uh, in retrospect, like, the thing that, that makes me the most frustrated about it was, like, after the game when the head coach for the Bengals was, like, Zach Taylor was, like, you know, he had the, you know, the ankle was still bothering him, and so he was there for, like, situational if we needed him, right? Where I'm, like, you removed him completely from the injury report. So, and, and it wasn't like he got tackled and somebody rolled up on his ankle or anything like that, right? Like, he ran 10 routes, I think, in the game. On air, like, on like nobody tackled him. He didn't block anybody. Ten plays, and he came out. So, I just it was like, like Bengals had like you know injury, injury report malfeasance or some shit like that. So I was just pissed because I traded for Devin Duvernay just because I didn't have any other Sunday or Monday night players. I didn't after I got rid of Juju, so I didn't have like an option to revert back to in case Higgins didn't play right. In retrospect, I should have just gone with my gut and played Duvernay for the floor because I knew with Bate, with Rashad Bateman out, he'd get a couple of carries, he'd get a couple of catches, like, and that's all I needed. But no, oh well, dumb, dumb, dumb. So nice job, Jimmy. Well, I still, I, I still see like I feel like you make shitty trades with everybody, but you never let me take advantage of your Monday morning immediate weakness. Um, well, it has to be Tuesday, right? Because... Yeah, we're still trying to get... Yeah, trade Mondays. Tuesday. You know, like, we are uh, still trying to break the seal on the Ruffle After Dark first trade. So, <laughs> yes. We're trying to sneak that in. I feel like that's still, like, a possibility. But uh, your, your Alan Lazard, um, his... It's a... It's a hot air balloon right now in terms of his value in your mind. So we'll see. Um, let's roll down the scoreboard here. Um, starting with Dano scoring a buck 51. I think that's the high score of the entire year thus far. I might be wrong, but that's a good score against Natron, who scored 124 himself, <clears throat> which I'll take. I think we'll all take. Um, good yeah, work, I mean, Dan. Except for I face him this week, so I hope it was one and done. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Natron yeah. keeps putting dropped, up that one dropped, dropped fifty on. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it anytime Nate loses, but I mean, he just keeps up one twenty like it's nobody's business. So that's kind of scary to see. Well, what's Kelsey. scary to see is he, he's got. <laughs> I I I did I go uh, that the what I was gonna say when I said I wasn't paying attention to Monday. Um, it was actually this game <laughs> that I was thinking of because I, I went to hockey and I came out and freaking Kelsey had like, you know how um, ESPN will flash you like doesn't unless you subscribe to like um, score updates or whatever it'll just flash the headlines. Yep. It said like Travis Kelsey scores fourth touchdown of game, and I looked and I went. Oh no! <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Like, now, then I looked at this the box score, and it's at seven catches, twenty-five yards, and four touchdowns. And I'm like, uh, there's got to be. It's one twenty-five and four, right? Like seven catches, one twenty-five and four. No, nope. it's like the 
the most fucking um like that's like, like that's a Jimmy Jordan Graham Howard. headline of all time. Oh, I was thinking like Jordan Howard back in the day, he'd have like three carries for two yards and like three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean it was like like end of like Seahawks Jimmy Graham, not not uh New, not New Orleans Jimmy Graham, but like yep. literally like five catches, three touchdowns, 17 yards. You'd be like, "All right. <laughs> All right, I guess they just throw you in the end zone. Um, anyways, I mean, hell of a week. I mean, Fournette and Eckler and Chubb are just cooking. And yeah, it's going to be hard. I I am um, in, in the Cobras League. I have Eckler and Chubb, so I like that. Um, I also have another Cobras-related thing, even though nobody really gives a shit a little bit later. Um but it will come into play most likely because I assume, and I haven't looked, but I assume Taysom Hill was like the number one pickup. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, Daniel is, what did he start? 0-3 and, and he's surging now. And yep. I, he runs right into me. So that sucks. Um, so what you're saying, he's going to be 3-3 three and three headline or uh, hashtag spoiler? Well, I'm definitely picking him to win. I think we already got, went over that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep picking him to, to win because then I might actually have a chance. Um, I th- think we can move on. That was a hell of a game. Um, when we go to yours, again, we already kind of talked about it. Two points, big turd burger by T. Higgins. By all means, you should have won. Um, I'm surprised you haven't made any trades yet, to be perfectly honest. I've made, like, I, I put on a lot of feelers between, uh, you know, Monday and Tuesday and today, so. Um, you know, I've got, I was talking with Doug a little bit, you know, we may or may not still have something in the works potentially. He's got to decide if, what he wants to do here. Uh, same thing with, uh, uh, paper tiger. McCaffrey in front of him because he's no, no, I'm not doing anything (laughs) huge like that, but, um, you know, I was also surprised in my game, like AJ Brown, I think the first drive or the first drive and a half he had three catches for 32 yards and then i'm like did he get hurt like what the fuck like he not enough, he didn't have another catch the rest of the game i'm like and Devonta smith started the first drive and a half off with like zero catches and then he ended up with like 10 or 11 like that was the other thing that pissed me off too so just was not my week yeah but, it, but if we want to talk about ridiculous box scores you also have uh, Gabriel Davis with the mo- one of the most ridiculous box <laughs> scores of all time. Three catches, one seventy-one and two. So like the exact, I mean, like the exact opposite, or like sort of the exact opposite of Travis Kelsey with a similar result. You know, three ninety-eight yard catch on the first play of the game for a touchdown. I mean, I saw that immediately. I was like, oh dear God. Yep. Did you see? Did you see his sixty-four yard touchdown catch? By the way, I didn't. Nope. So he was one on one with the, the like the safety deep, uh, Mick Fitzpatrick, and he one handed it over his shoulder, brought it in, and then Fitzpatrick tried to grab it and steal it away from him, and they they ran like side by side towards the end zone, both holding on the ball, and when he got towards the end zone, he ripped it out of Mick Fitzpatrick's hand for the touchdown. I'll have to look that up. It did was you pretty see the Darnell, Did you see the Darnell Mooney Odell Beckham catch? 
No, I I didn't see that one. You gotta look that up too. That I'll look that one up. Ridiculous. Well, and then I was I was like I had a, oh I had my I had the girls this weekend because Jessica was out of town for a girls weekend and so I, we were outside playing doing stuff and so uh, I I was like refreshing like you know feeds or whatever on my phone every now and again and I saw that there was like a defensive pass interference in the end zone and gave Davis too. So he potentially could have had another touchdown if he wasn't interfered with. I was like, no, but anyways, we already talked a lot about my game. Good job, Jimmy. I hate you. Brett, you know, uh, I think we have an entire post, an early edition of the uh, fun with numbers dedicated to Brett and the malfeasance of opponents. Again, <laughs> Yes, I loved it this year. Um, as it sits against like all time, uh, and I'll just cherry pick it uh, in case you can't read or write. But like seventy three point eight points per game against. Uh, yeah, that's. Not well, I'd like to say unsustainable, but I would say, um, I would say that's very ideal for Brett. Now he has put up some decent scores, so I will not hate on that but like it it is the floor is low and uh that's how you're five and oh i guess so three of his five opponents put up 68 points and i just thought it was kind of ironic that this last week they put up 86 right so i mean what is what, what's that work like what are those things that like if you read the number of fronts and backwards it's the same it's it's, uh, is it a palindrome yes or, or is it a something like that yeah but it's so like, I mean, uh, race car, spelled the same front and back. Right. Um, anyways, but no. I, mean, so I think just, that's. Uh, anyways, shit. <laughs> so, so, uh, so Dave puts up eighty six, which like you know they put their letters around the other way, and it's sixty eight. So there was still that like sixty eight tie-in is what I was kind of trying to get at. So, um. Josh okay, Jacobs. palindrome for the record. We, I'm coming up. I'm trying to come up with the the name for the week. So it's not uh, Brett Palindrome because that's a, a a sentence or a sequence that reads the same backwards and forwards like race car. Yep. Um, it's it's got to be. Is it an anagram? Anyways, this is like live googling uh, radio. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whatever. Anyways, Josh Jacobs is um, killing it. We'll by figure the way. it out. Josh Jacobs is yeah, absolutely killing real. it. Yeah, he looks Yeah, he he is being utilized, even though their team is trash machine. Well, and the funny part is, like, you know, for years people were talking about trying to unleash Josh Jacobs, right? And then you bring in Josh McDaniels, who's the king of like the running back by committee, right? The, and he's actually like giving Jacobs the like bell call roll. Like it just makes no sense. Like up is down, left is right now. Like just a weird year. Just like uh Tyler Lockett for right, like with Russ Wilson, he was a boomer bust kind of guy. Where like this year with Geno Smith of all people, he's been a pretty consistent every week performer. Like he's I love Tyler Lockett. I think he's a fantastic receiver. I just it's funny to see him, like, after week one, 16, 14, 12, 23, like, just consistently putting up numbers with Geno of all people. So, good to see, though. Yeah, and 
Lockett and uh, Metcalf continue to be relevant with Geno Smith, which is wonderful. Uh, uh, Dave picks up Geno Smith is looking smarter every day. Yep. Uh, Let's move to the second half of the slate, which just makes my eyes burn. The last three games of the the slate. God, I I dominated the second half of the slate, even though I got shit on by the front half. Yeah, I mean, so you beating Robbie eighty five seventy six, like, I think you combine your scores and you barely beat um, Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, I wasn't too happy about my team's performance, but I'll take the win. Um, I've got definitely my my I switched my team name back to Backfield by Committee um, because. At this point, I don't know who the hell to start. I feel like I have a lot of good options, but I always end up starting the wrong people, and some of them are just fading to oblivion. Um, but I'm, not gonna lie. I'm a little surprised at the lack of A.J. Dillon this far this year. I thought he was going to be a bigger part of their offense. Well, I figure there's a get-right game coming. Um, but I, also, I would also think, as a Packer fan, first and foremost, um, they are terrible. They have been coached so fucking terribly this year. This this last game, like, terrible. I don't. I have always hated Lafleur. I think he's a horseshit coach. Um, he didn't deserve to be a head coach because um, the reason I know this is because I drafted uh, Derrick Henry when he came out of college in our league <laughs> and followed uh, fucking Lafleur's inability to coach when he was the offensive coordinator for Derrick Henry and he decided to give Deion Lewis the ball instead of like the most scariest motherfucker of all time. Anyways, um, and then obviously LaFleur leaves and Derrick Henry becomes like the GOAT um, in the league the last couple of years. So anyways, I think I think a lot of ineptitude in Green Bay is I, I'm not too concerned with it long term, but I am like it needs to get turned on. I don't think they should even be in a position to have two running backs because they should never have taken AJ Dillon, but um, just give them the ball and pass the ball to Aaron Jones. You don't have any wide receivers. Come on, let's go. Um, that's, your pa- hard. that's your Packers minute uh, <laughs> brought to you by cheese curds. All right. Um, yeah. Rob's team, I, his young guys are coming back to it. Yeah. A little bit. Rob, Rob, go ahead. I was just saying, Rob's team, his young guys have come I, back to earth a little bit. Yeah, Damian Pierce looked great, though. Um, he looked really, really good. Dude's legit. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like, I thought, you know, and I know he's got Joe Burrow, but I thought Justin Fields actually looked pretty damn good in that game. Um, and, you know, I also think... Rondell Moore came back and got heavily used. Um, so he's got a little bit of depth that he's not necessarily tapping into. Dalton Schultz got hurt early. And I was like, that was kind of the mid-afternoon tipping point. I'm like, okay, uh, I think I can win this one, even though I'm not going to have a great week. So, yeah. um, Adrian somehow beats Maddie with 77 points. Darren Waller gets a goose egg and he survives. Maddie gets a whopping three points out of Naheem Hines, Christian Kirk, and TJ Hawkinson, who 
TJ Hawkinson scored 40 points or something like the last week. Like, what 36. the hell is going on in Detroit? 33 last week, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how do you go from 33 to 1? Here, TJ Hawkinson. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, Adrian did not deserve to win this one, uh, but got away with it. Maddie laid turd burger, and um, but he should get JT back next week. So, and we'll cover the the previews here, but that'll be a big uptick. Um, Justin Jefferson was. If Justin Jefferson doesn't go absolutely ham, that score is in the 50s. Yeah. That's ugly. And, well, and if Damian, if Damian Harris didn't get hurt for Adrian early, like Ramondre Stevenson probably doesn't put up, you know, 27 touches either, right? So, yeah, it could have been a really bad week for Matty. So. That's true. It was a, it was um, kind of a painful Baker, win. Oh, just real quick, yeah. I was going to say, it was a painful no, I, one for I, Adrian. Losing Rashad hey, Penny and Damon Harris. Yeah, I, that's true. Um, at least he has Kenneth Walker, yep. um, which must have been his grand plan. Um, the other thing he's got that um, he can, I guess, flex in is <clears throat> I really like Alec Pierce. I think he's really good. Um and, yeah, so I think he could flex into that lineup. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, over to Baker and Doug, the C.D. Lamb cellar dwellers. Uh, he takes another one on the chin. Baker gets a big week out of Mahomes and Brees Hall that just eke one out in a very low-scoring game. KT. Yeah, it just pains me to see just pains me. My eyes, they're burning. I think Baker had almost as many points on his bench than he did in the starting lineup, so. Najee's not good. Yeah. He, I, I don't know if it's a combination He's got to be good, right? Of, I, that's, and that's where I was just supposed to go. So, you know, that foot that this Frank injured, whatever, it seems to be bothering him, and you just wonder if he's gutting and help because you've got a rookie that maybe isn't great in pass protection and they have to pass the ball just a crap ton right now, right? So, you know, use that vet experience because, you know, Najee's really, you know, really good at pass protection. So, I, I don't know. I mean, would they be smart to sit him for a couple of weeks just to get him healthy at this point? But I have to say, like, I have to give Baker some props, though, because he won a game and he has, without a doubt, one of the most vomitorium uh, rosters of all time. And I don't mean that from like a like uh, potential perspective, but like you've got Mike Boone, Najee. I think Brees Hall is awesome, so I just kind of move past it. Uh, yeah. Juju, you got Waddle with a third string quarterback. Amonrod should not have played. Will right. Disley sucks. Chase Edmonds is not being used. Darrell Henderson is not being used. Eno Benjamin, I can't believe, is being used. 
if you go all the way down to the fact like Corey Davis used to be good like a decade ago, Kyle Pitts didn't play because of a hamstring, but is being like criminally misused. Like the way his team is being utilized is horrible. <laughs> They're all in bad spots. It's just ridiculous. Congratulations on the win, Baker. <laughs> well, and you look at like Doug's team though too, right? Like, I mean, Jackie Dobbins fumbled the ball and got benched during that game. I'm pretty sure. Like, CeeDee Lamb is playing with Cooper Rush, right? Like, I mean, he's not seeing hey, the targets in the every game. What's that? They win every single game. They do. Like, Jamar Chase isn't being utilized like he has in the past. And part of it's because he's being, like, triple covered, right? Which is why I love Higgins normally, because they triple covered Jamar Chase, and that leaves Higgins one-on-one. And he's so, like, he's one of the top, probably six talented wide receivers in the league. You can leave him one-on-one because it's Jamar Chase. Like, yeah, bring it up. Mm-hmm. So, I digress. Yeah. No, Doug's team is super good um, and should be a lot better. I think we, we've talked about that at nauseum. Um, okay, let's go to the standings. Um, for this week, uh, I, I kind of winged the division names that I'm going to use, but I'm going to be KT uh, Bothert themed. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. So the theme of this week will be famous losers. Okay. Yep. So for my division, which is the best division again, uh, we will go with the crying Jordan division (laughs) because Jordan is still the goat. Yep. Uh, So the crying Jordan meme. Um, And we're back like, I kind of feel like the, the, the theme of this week is like regression to the mean other, other than like your, the other two divisions, like the division leaders won, but I do feel like things got tighter in general, in general. Yeah. Um, so my, myself and Natron are three and two, Ave kind of regressing cause he made that big deal for next year. Uh, Jimmy, um, two and three as well. Got a got a fluke win against you. <clears throat> Still have Adrian. Um, you know your division. I've named the Shooter McGavin division. Uh, yep. Another famous loser, hot shot, um, a little arrogant. Um, but I still feel like you know if you want to talk about Dano, who can come, he scored. 150 more points than, or he, he's had 150 more points scored against him than, than Adrian in five weeks. So, um, that's just insane. His team that's is like... very solid. They could flip that. Those two teams could flip in five weeks in another five weeks. So, yeah. um, I still think Adrian's team is decent, um, and probably won't flip, but I think Daniel will probably surge. Um, the third division one of the more famous losers of all time, the Donald Trump division. Second time it's been called the Donald Trump division. Um, demands a recount, never actually lost. Uh, we have um, we have the Paper Tigers at 5-0. and um, And that might be a perfect 
analogy of Brett's team um, lost the popular vote, but says he won. Um, 369 points against in five <laughs> games. That's just... I mean, that's eight points per game less <laughs> than the next lowest, right? At 409, and that's Adrian. I mean, think about that. That's eight points per game. That's huge from the second lowest. You know, and then who's got the highest points per game against them? Is that Jimmy? Natron at five. Jimmy has 577 points. Well, no. Na- uh, Natron has 595. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 595 against Natron, yeah. So that's 230. That's 230. 26 points, like, that's divided by five. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> Hashtag math. Hashtag sliding out my iPhone calculator. What did you say it was? 226 points. No, wait, no, sorry. 100 and, 100 and, I can't do math. 269, yeah, that's 226 points. Sorry. Uh... 226 divided by five, 45.2 points less per game. That's fucking ridiculous. That is criminal. Uh, Good for you, Brett. Great luck. Um, Like I thought thought in my head it was 40, but I'm like, that can't be possible. Unbelievable. Well, it was damn near 50 points a game last week when I talked about it. And then Dave actually scored above the mean last year or last week week. with 86 points. Again, it's an anagram, uh, by the way. So (laughs) anagram, yes. Paper tiger anagram uh, or score. Yeah, anyways, we'll figure out something. Uh, Ridiculous. Uh, So the crying Jordan division is pretty tight. The shooter McGavin division, we have... Adrian in first, and I think a lot of that could change below there. Um, but again, Adrian is not getting scored against either. Donald Trump division, um, Paper Tigers. I mean, I'm not hating his points for it's very strong, yeah, right up there. Um, but like, it's ridiculous how many points he's not, uh, he's getting scored against. Um, yeah, I mean he's fourth and crazy. he's fourth and so let's go to power um, rankings. Okay. So we got power rankings, right? I mean, if you look at the the RT power yep. rankings, you know the top four teams are not quite in the one, two, three order four order for points scored. Um, oh, this thing really loves Dano. Well, I mean he's second in points, right? Just. Yeah, that's true. Look at, look at Adrian. <laughs> Adrian in fucking seventh place on the power rankings. It's wonderful. Well, and it, I haven't got, looked at this yet, so this is this is a live read. This is this is good. Well, and Daniel says it's you know you look at the roster, right? It says that Daniel's got the best roster, followed by Natron, and then myself, and then Paper Tigers and Brett. So I don't know how how accurate that part is, but. Um, no, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't have any problems with like the top probably three teams at all. I'd maybe move Adrian up a little bit. Um, you know, Brett's got, I mean, not Brett, um, Jimmy's got a solid roster. I've got a solid roster. You've got a solid, I mean, so 
you know, those first seven teams are probably pretty interchangeable to some degree right now. I mean, other than I think, you know, um, Natron just, you know, he puts up over 110 points every week, which is tough to beat. So uh, that's why I like him at the top. He's just been very consistent every week. I agree. Um, I always think it's interesting when the, uh, the calculator puts two and three teams above four and one teams. So, um, but I, I think there's a big slog in the middle. I mean, how many teams we have one, one in four team, which is Doug, which could very well for lack. I mean, if I'm throwing it out there in like percentages, like, is a non-zero chance to like go six and zero the next six weeks because he has talent, um, so that could happen. There's tons of three and two and two and three teams, so it's going to be interesting. There's a reason why we're not even halfway through regular season right now, and there's a lot to be done. Um, I think Gooey doesn't Gooey start doing his uh, power rankings soon? Well, uh, yeah, he should. I'd hope so. So we'll see what we'll see what Goss has to say about that. Um, in the uh, the new the new trade recap um, review segment, I think we only need to recap one. There was an Ayuk for Kyle Phillips and picks move, but um, you didn't have a big deal this week. So I think the one we just need to talk about is the one from today. Yeah, which was DJ Moore and a couple of like a first and a third for uh, Kittle, Judy, and a second next year. Um, I have no feelings about this trade, to be honest. Like, I feel like DJ Moore is like one of those perennially hyped guys. Like, you know, he's a top two receiver in the league, but he never scores points. You know, just always has bad quarterbacks. Judy, you know, he came out and he was like the he's the best runner in the league. You know, whatever and he's had some, you know, questionable quarterback play, but he's also been played by some pretty bad drops in his throughout his career thus far. Um, I mean, I think it was pretty good for Doug to get the the first overall pick out of that draft because I'm pretty sure that my my first pick is going to be the first one overall. So, what are your thoughts? Uh, I don't think your picks. But um, it could be. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big DJ Moore guy, so I, I like the 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 pick, the first and and DJ Moore side. Um, I think it's just a bunch of guys who played like shit this year, uh, uh, traded for each other, and a first involved. I agree. Um, Denver's offense is horrendous. Uh, Kittle is so like so talented, but also like blocking a lot for some reason. Um, and best, my thoughts on DJ Moore, I think, are well documented. Uh, that's true. So is Alan Lazard, uh, great blocking <laughs> wide receiver. You should probably deal into me. Okay. I keep trying um, to, but you, let's you check don't want out to the waiver wire super fast. I'm hitting. Refer- no, the offer that I should have taken over the weekend, uh, you re- you revoked. And I know uh, I got I got smart about it. I regret it now. 
<laughs> I left it out there for a while. Yeah, I gotta hop on those. I accept. I I accept it. No, what? Well, no, it wasn't. You like sent it to me late night, and I didn't get back to it. I sent it to you at like five um, o'clock. In, five o'clock in the afternoon. In I the had evening, to like, and I revoked it at nine o'clock the next morning. Yeah, but you sent it to me at my fucking like big event. I know. And I couldn't like. I literally was like, "Is anybody playing tonight?" And you're like, "No." And I'm like, "Okay, so I don't have to worry about it." And I was drunk, and in the event, like the after after party happened, <laughs> and I got up in the morning, and I went to accept, and it wasn't there anymore. And like that's you know, it's the opposite of Gossard sending me a deal that I auto accept at like eleven o'clock at night. Um, what yeah. So, anyways, like my own fault for not snapping and hitting uh, accept, but um, I tried. Yeah. Th- I I wanted I want that deal back. So just just remember that that's almost an auto accept. Just send it back. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, waiver wire. Um, we should probably tell the people what the what the deal was. It was like James Connor. The hell was it? Connor. Deontay and Connor. I don't think it was Deontay. Was it Wandale? It was Connor Wandale for um, Lazard and Keen. Again, still on the table, I'll take it. All right. Um, Waiver wire. Uh, I just refreshed since we're recording this slightly later. Yeah. Um, Doug had to get his you fourth tight end Cole back. You picked up Cole again? I, I needed a tight end to play this week, dude. I traded Disley. Taysom Hill, 48 bucks. I see it now. Yeah. What? What? Tight end university. Tight end slash quarterback university. Um. Oh, I got my guy. You did. I had to do this just in case the world comes full circle. Oh, no, but. Beckham is back on my roster, folks. From <laughs> Ruffle 1 to here we go. Um, the other shocker was $41. Odell Beckham's for, gonna, he's going to get picked up. $41 for Tevin Coleman. $41. Oh, God. Is he back? Yeah, he, uh, he scored two touchdowns this week for the 49ers. So I don't know. He could be a thing. I, I had a busy. That. I had a busy week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on. Try on Davis uh, Price. I missed whatever. that one for sure. Uh, yeah, the, the rookie for San Francisco that Try on Davis Price is practicing again in full today. So who knows if Tevin Coleman will be active or alive by Sunday? So <laughs> it's it's Tyrion Davis Price. The reason yeah, I was late one. to this podcast is I was watching Game of Thrones. It's Tyrion. <laughs> Um, uh, I tried to get, yeah, I tried to get uh, Daniel Jones for so zero dollars. Here's my Taysom. <laughs> Go ahead, Taysom, Taysom, Taysom. Oh, he got sniped. Oh yeah, eleven I, bucks. Okay. Um, are we dealing with like audio delay right now? This is maybe a little cool. bit, but whatever. So what about um, Taysom? Go ahead. Go ahead with your thoughts on Daniel Jones and Taysom Hill. Oh, no, I was just going to say I was hoping to, to snipe Daniel Jones for nothing, but there was two of us for $0, so who knows. But, I mean, I don't know if Daniel Jones or 
Jameis Winston will be better next week, so I really don't care because that's the only week I need a quarterback knock on wood here. Um, you know, Taysom Hill, you know, I, I'm not surprised that uh, Doug grabbed him. You know, $40 seemed a little extreme to me. Um, but, uh, I mean, he only played like 24 snaps last week, right? I mean, he's put, he puts up huge numbers, but, like, if Jameis comes back as the full-time quarterback, is he going to play? I mean, those first two weeks when Taysom, when Jameis was playing and he was healthy, Taysom really didn't play a whole lot. He, he's got one target as a actual tight end. Like, I don't know. I mean, he, he, he has more value, I think, in the game when, um, when Andy Dalton's been there and they're trying to do some of that gadget shit with him. So we'll see if they continue that with Jameis in the, you know, in the lineup or not. So. Well, I feel like what I'm about to say is going to, going to hit, uh, Baker just right in his heart because this is my second Cobra's league reference of the week, but I kept Kyle Pitts in, um, in Cobra's league, I think for good reason. Um, and if you would have said to me after five weeks that I owned, uh, on my team, the third ranked tight end in all of fantasy football, I would have said, hell yeah, Kyle Pitts off to a good start. But no, I picked up Taysom Hill this morning in that <laughs> league, and he's the number three tight end overall. <laughs> Just and that hurts me deep down inside. I feel like, uh, yeah, so I kept Kyle Pitts, and Taysom Hill is the third best tight end. I need to die. Um yeah, it's it's ugly, but um, tight end university knows how to uh, how to quaff a good tight end into the starting lineup. So I expect him directly inserted as a forty eight dollar player does not sit on your bench. Um, sneaky pickup of the I think week. We can is, move uh, on. Let's oh, go just, to the scoreboard. Hold on, hold on. Oh, go ahead. Sneaky, the sneaky pickup of the week is DJ Dallas for zero dollars. Mark it on the calendar. I thought of uh, yeah, that's a good pickup. He's gonna be used. Um, Pete Carroll loves him some DJ Dallas. All right, scoreboard for this coming week, right? Yep. All right, so we've got Natron versus Doug. Yeah, Doug, not looking good, buddy. Um, I think Natron's gonna move to four and two, and Doug's gonna move to one and five. I, I love Doug's lineup. It's just not performing, right? Like, I don't think it's a, you know, it's a one in five lineup, but Natron just keeps putting up points. So yeah, neither of them really lose anybody to the the first bye week this week. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Natron. What'd I you agree. Um, even even if Tariq misses the game or is getting thrown balls on one leg from whatever guy they pick up in the parking lot yeah, on like Sunday Thompson morning or whatever, um, sure, um, I think Natron's got this thing by a good twenty points regardless. It's just you've got uh, like. I just don't see a honest to God way that Doug 
scraps the points together with the way his team is playing. Nate, Natron looks primed to score 120 again, like as a, almost a floor. And I don't see a way that, that Doug gets there. So it's minus 15 and a half by, uh, by RT, RT. Uh, which is not the biggest, which is not the biggest spread of the week this week, but it's not the biggest spread of the week. No, it's not. Uh, moving on to uh, that person. Moving on to Jimmy and (laughs) and Maddie. I mean, this game, I'll I'll flip a coin. I mean, if Jonathan, Jonathan, that's only if Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor plays, right? If Jonathan Taylor sits, I'm going to go with Jimmy, but. I, I'm going to go with Jimmy either way because Jacksonville owns Indianapolis. And even if Jonathan Taylor plays, he might not play the normal Jonathan Taylor workload. Yep. And I think, I think you know, I love Dalvin Cook this week. I think he's got two or three in him um, because Miami is going to be playing Sands quarterbacks. Um yep. Denver is trash. Justin Herbert's going to tear them apart. Um, the Casey Buffalo game is going to score a million gillion points. Uh, and I don't know. Kittle hasn't done shit this year, uh, hasn't scored anything, so he's probably prime. Now that he got traded away from tight end university, he's free, and he'll probably score like four touchdowns. But like, Gasicki like, hasn't done anything all year really, other than like one game. So, I mean, you're you're kind of a wash there. So, I mean, Jefferson's Jefferson. Jacoby Myers is kind of a sneaky play. He's just kind of solidly puts up quality puts up you know points. He doesn't usually score a lot of touchdowns, but I think Ramondre can put up a huge week this weekend. Yeah, Ramondre will will get a hundred percent of the carries. And Cleveland's been terrible against the run this far. Um, I think that'd be a close game, but I'm yeah, I'm still gonna give it to Jimmy. Uh, my game against Dave, I'm gonna pick me. I usually don't, but I mean, Dave's kind of got a ragtag lineup, especially without um, Josh Jacobs in. And I mean, I think if I put up, you know, eighty eighty five points, I think I should win. So, yeah, I think we're talking the. Um... The Harlem Globetrotters versus the uh, Washington, what is it, Admir? Or... Yep. Yeah. Um, You're going to be doing, like, spinny ball tricks around around Dave's team, so. Uh, you versus Dano. I'm going to write Dano. He's got the hot hand right now. I mean, Lamar is probably going to blow I up the Andrews. I got to but... I want to pick Dano, but I hope my team, uh, what you're looking at to preview this, this is probably not going to be my roster, but we'll, or who I go to war with. But um, I'm kind of like teetering on the AJ Dillon. Like, I really wish there was more definition in my two backfields, Dallas and Green Bay, but because yep. um, I feel like I'm just flipping a coin between like four dudes. It sucks. Um <clears throat> But yeah, I think Dano's team could score 
a ton of points. Um, I, I need really to score. I need to get back into the 120 range, or, or, or I don't have a shot. Yeah, no, I agree there. You have to get up there because I think I think uh, Daniel's team's got some pretty good matchups. Uh, I think Lazard would look pretty good in that lineup to help you out. Scored three touchdowns in three or four weeks, but uh, you know it is what it is. That's a home game. Pound the rock. It's uh, just think the opposite of what they should do, and that's what uh, Lafleur is going to do. So they'll probably run a shitload next week. Adrian, powerhouse matchup, probably featured the featured matchup of of the week, um, and we have ourselves a paper tiger conundrum because he has no current quarterback. Yeah, uh, two is probably not going to get cleared this week. I think there's possibly. I mean, they haven't ruled two out yet, but I pretty much have heard they've ruled two out. Skylar Thompson is going to start this week, so. I think maybe if Adrian's listening he should make a deal for Russell Wilson to the paper tigers for a ham sandwich or perhaps like, you know, Jarek McKinnon or something. Um, I don't know. I mean, Russ, uh, Russell, Russell just had that. Spicy. Uh, he's got that uh, PRP injection into his shoulder, right? With that, with that partially torn lat muscle. So, you know, he's, he's got that, that good juice going flowing through him. So maybe he's on his way up again. But uh... it's interesting. Um, this one will uh, I'll be cheering for Adrian to to take down the Paper Tigers. I think uh, if Adrian scores more than eighty six points, he's going to win. Yeah, I mean, Olave is questionable with a concussion that hurts. Brett because he doesn't really have any depth with Devontae Adams on a bye this week. Um, but I mean, Adrian loses. I mean, he, he kind of gains when he loses. I mean, he loses Rashad Penny, but he picks up uh, Kenneth Walker. Loses Damian Harris, though, which is kind of tough. I mean, he, he's going to have to put in Alec Pierce, right? And then Darren Waller's on a bye, so he's got to play Herb Smith. So I don't know. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna pick the Paper Tigers to go six and zero. I think. Uh, I think they're gonna pull it off in a low-scoring affair between two of the best records in the league. That's my. That's my prediction. I think Devo blows up this week. I'm gonna take Adrian uh, to move to five and one. Uh, Adrian, if you're listening, which you aren't, uh, let's make a deal. I like some. I like. Let's go uh, Rashad Bateman on my team. Thank you. Um, moving to the last game of the week, Baker and Goss, both at two and three. Baker favored by 70-30 over Gossard, according to RT. Um, immediately thrust Eno Benjamin into the lineup. Just I mean, made a trade for Ayuk. He's in the lineup. I mean, Robbie's hurt because his only real running back right now with Devontae out for the year is uh, 
Damian Pierce needs on a bye this week, so that kind of hurts Robbie quite a bit. I mean, hopefully Melvin Gordon doesn't fumble and, you know, get benched for the remainder of a game. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to go with Baker to win this week just because he's in my division. I prefer him to lose. Um, but I got I got Baker winning this one. What about you? Well, on paper, <clears throat> on paper and in real life, Gossard's roster does not hold up to Baker's. Baker's actually should be a hell of a lot better than it is right now. Um, but, yeah, I think Goss's best players on by in Damian Pierce, and I, I don't think it's particularly close. Goss, you better score, like, 50, hopefully. Uh, that might be kind of hatred. Um, I think... If Baker crosses the 80-point 80, 80 mark, he's got this thing in the bag. Um, yeah. I think that, that basically puts a bow around the Week 6 preview. KT, anything else to share? Any big, uh, big trades in the works? I, like I said, we still – maybe it'll, we'll have to have that this trade deadline – or need to get like a live pod with everybody or something. Um, there you go. I to like get, that idea. You know, some fucking trade spice on this on this show because it's kind of flat. People are getting used to the format. I mean, unless you got anything for me, uh, take all the start off my hands right now. Get it done at, at the eleventh you know, hour on the pod. Well, stop asking for the fucking keys to my house, um, and I'll be fine. Uh, all right, well, we'll figure out a uh, title for this show. At this point, uh, a couple of front runners will talk offline, and we will see you next week for the week seven preview 